This episode of The Movie Men is brought to you by media sales consultant Tim DeArmond. Your source for daily traditional and digital marketing insights and advice. For more information, check out the link posted in the show notes below. Well, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. You know, I had a thought. Cool. Uh, over the last however many episodes, like we mm. never we never really came up with, you, you hear all the great podcasts. Right. And they have this wonderful, iconic intro. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And, and ours is just always kind of like, hey, how's it going? Welcome. <laughs> right? And then you say, welcome, welcome, welcome. And it's like, and it yeah. works, but it's just not, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of want to do, close your eyes for a second. Okay. They, they've been closed the whole time, actually. Perfect. Take yourself back to like the 1920s or the 1930s, mm. if you can remember back that far. I will. Yeah. Okay. Are you there? Uh, okay. Now I am. Back to your, your childhood. Yes. Okay. Do you, there were those like radio dramas mm. that would have an announcer. Sure. And the guy would always be like, well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Movie Men. Right. And it was kind of this really like, you know, mm-hmm. over the top super dramatic right you know yeah that's your job from now on you're that guy so moving forward okay. you need to you know you start every episode with this over the top kind of crazy thing all right um okay i think i'm there all right i love how agreeable you are let's hear, g- give it a shot let's hear yep. your best will brady we mm, hmm um I sound okay. I'll keep going. I think I sound more like a ghost than an old '30s radio announcer. <laughs> it does sound kind of like a. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Anyways, yeah. W- welcome everyone. We're yeah. so glad to have you here. Mm. Um, probably more glad to have you here than you are to be here, but that's fine. Hey, that's uh, that's the know, way it is sometimes. It's that's the way that it is. That was really the relationship that I had with my mom when i was i was you know in my early 20s and hadn't left home yet i was super happy to be there right uh and i don't know how happy she was that i was still there Mm. but we have a good relationship now that i've moved out nice folks this week we are not reviewing a film no next week next week we'll be back to our film reviewing madness yep um but this week we're doing something a little bit uh a little bit unique yeah uh, we've had guests on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, we've had repeat guests. Yeah, that's true. Yep. But it but it's always just been a friend of ours who wants to review a movie with us, right. um, and don't really hold any kind of you know mm-hmm. like we'll have someone come on and and review Frozen with us, but they're not a you know <laughs> they don't they don't hold any kind of Frozen right. Uh, extra knowledge right it's just fun it's fun to Mm -hmm. to have different people on the show well to hell with that (laughs) this week uh we have brought in the big guns um and uh we're going to discuss uh sort of a fun topic Hmm. would you agree yeah i guess it depends on the context okay and it it depends on your definition of fun right and it depends on actually yeah i'll just stop talking (laughs) <laughs> no no man don't ever feel stifled <laughs> by by anything ever all right um so nudity yeah 
in film? Most of us have been naked at, at some point. At least once. At least once. Most of us started out that way. Most. Um, and uh, most of us have seen nude. Most of us have been, pardon the pun, exposed to nudity in film uh, at one point or another, whether it's sure. the Terminator traveling through time or mm. if Jack Dawson is drawing you like one of his French girls. Right. Um, at some yeah. point, there has been uh, some skin that has shown up on our television screens. Right. Yep. And there's there's varying opinions on it, I think. For sure. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, if there's nudity in a film, there's pretty much always a uh, disclaimer mm-hmm. at the, you know, at the beginning of the film. Sure. Um, you know, advising viewer discretion or, or parental, you know, Guidance. parental yeah. accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this week, uh, nudity in film is not really a, a, a topic that we have a whole lot of information on. No. Uh, the two of us, that is. No. Uh, so we have we have brought in a gentleman mm-hmm. um, who we're going to let, for the most part, introduce himself. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you his name is Stefan Duchesne. Mm. Uh, he, he has a podcast of his own, mm-hmm. uh, which we will link down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's maybe got a little bit more background and a little more experience in the... Uh, you know, in the realm of nudity in film. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we are, we're going to get educated today. Yeah. Uh, which is nice for two reasons. Mm. One, education is, is fun. Right. The day, we, two, the day we stop learning is the day we stop living. Right. Did you, is that, like, are you quoting someone there or is that, is that a Pete? N- like that's not a direct quote. I'm I'm sure like PBS or someone official has used that, and I've just heard it before. Starting next week in our merch store, you'll be able to buy T-shirts <laughs> that say that on it. You know, we're gonna trademark that. Um, no, sorry, uh, catch it'll up. be nice because le- that's fine. It'll be nice because learning is fun, and it will also be nice because uh, he's probably gonna do most of the talking in this episode, mm, which yep. will give you a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a break from hearing our voices. Yeah. If you, yeah. for some reason, don't like our voices, but still listen <laughs> but to still our podcast. Tune, but still tune in That's, every week. Yeah, I would see a doctor about that. Um, <laughs> not the open wide kind, but the tell me how that makes you feel kind. Mm. Um, yeah. So without further ado, mm-hmm. welcome to the show, Stefan. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Man, it's nice to be here. Um, so let's just, let's just jump right into this. Sure. Uh, a quick Google search of your name <laughs> kind of paints you, kind of paints this this image very quickly hmm. um, of of Mister Mister Naked for most of Ontario, hmm. uh, it would seem, and or or at least you know there's a, there's a lot of even media coverage um, sort of tied into your name. How does that happen? Just Ontario. I mean, <laughs> I've been in New York Times. Wow. True. True. <laughs> Well, um, how does that happen? Well, it happens when you're in your late teens and you enjoy skinny dipping a lot, as many people do, and you do it so much your friends start to tease you about being a nudist and one day you say, maybe I am. And so you start, you look into it and you get into it and then you get involved and because you have a personality that likes to get involved, you get really involved. And then I joined the Federation of Canadian Naturists, and I was on their board. Then I was president, and I joined the International Naturist Federation for a while, and I was on their board. And then because nobody was doing it right, I bought my own 
uh, <laughs> park and to do it the right way. Uh, at least my way, the way I think is the right way. So that's kind of how you do that. I mean, I even for a while I even taught a class for three years at the University of Toronto on public nudity. Wow! So wow. it was. Uh, it's. Uh, it's just for me. Enjoying it was only the start, the f- the, f- the liberation you get from all that body shame and all that. Then I wanted to know why. And that's taken me on, you know, I said late teens. Well, that was about uh, 30 plus years ago. Oh. So um, <laughs> for me, uh, that's a lifetime now of studying, researching, and uh, trying to understand human behavior when it comes to their bodies and, and our relationship to them. Right. So it's wow. fair to say then that you've you've seen many a film around and, and containing nudity. Yeah, well, uh, the media portrayal of nudity, uh, whether it's in film, or, or, you know, the, the basic thing is that somehow we've all agreed that we're supposed to be embarrassed and ashamed and even offended by our own image. And when you become a nudist or a naturist, you start to realize how ridiculous that kind of is. Um, and we can have a whole show about that and talk about that, so I won't get too far into that. But the movies um, and media, television, now that you can have nudity, has that. But the movies was always interested me, interesting because in the beginning there was a lot of nudity and then they came up with censorship and then they came up with ratings. I mean, we're talking, talking back to early 20th century. Uh, people, that's the funny thing, is people want to see nudity. They pay to see nudity. They're, it sells. And then, but we all seem to agree that we don't actually shouldn't see it, or it should be very restricted. So it it gets very confused very quickly. Um, you know, let's take a look at ratings, for example. The MPA in the U.S. I don't know Canadian have ratings too, but I don't know if this exists. But I know it exists in the U.S. In the U.S., they give you a warning for nudity. They'll specifically say nudity, hmm. but they will specifically say male nudity. Male nudity is a specific warning, which is worse. Like in the way they measure things, to get an R rating in the U.S., you have to have nudity. Male nudity gets you there way faster than female nudity. There's no female nudity. There's regular nudity and male nudity. And there's a whole fascinating sociological, psychological uh, discussion you could have on that as to why that male nudity is more offensive than female nudity, but somehow it is. It probably goes back to all the classical nudes that we have, which are all women. Hmm. Uh, but maybe it also goes back to, you know, this, this whole male domination, patriarchy. Who knows? It gets, it, it gets complicated. Um, and so the whole media around nudity is, is interesting. Uh, even how uh, actors and actresses negotiate it. Like, have you heard of the fact that sometimes uh, a body double would be hired for a nude scene? I have. Mm. Yeah. yeah have, have you heard of that, Pete? It sounds familiar. Yeah, so they'll they, they, they'll have a no nudity con- uh, thing in their contract. Hmm. So they'll hire somebody to like so the sh- in the shower scene when you see the you know the nudity, it's not them. Right. It's from the back or the side, but you see a breast or whatever, but it's not really their breast. Hmm. What fascinates me about that is everybody who's watching thinks it's their body, right? Hmm. But they feel better that it's not their body. Even though everybody thinks it is. There's, there's two examples that I can think of with that. One is, and I can't remember the name of the movie, um, but there was a movie that Mila Kunis uh, <laughs> was in. And, and, and at one point in the film, you see a Polaroid. Um, and the Polaroid is supposedly of her topless or with her shirt up. 
Um, and, and, and so when that movie came out, it made, you know, it, it as headlines do, because it was supposedly her first uh, naked scene in a film, which is always, you know, a, a, a big deal news-wise for an actor. Uh, and, and she quickly, you know, the, the, the rumors were quickly snuffed out, and she said, no, 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 no. That's not, that's my face, but that's not my body. Mm. Right? And, and, and so there was some kind of... Well, which, I think which, that's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That might be that movie. Is it? Might okay, be. could be. Yeah. Which which is so interesting, and 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 uh, maybe Stefan has a comment about this, mm. um, but I've got another example first. But sure. I think it's interesting because, like, if it's if it's not your body, mm-hmm. but everybody thinks, thinks it that is. it's your body, right. then like, what I is that. I mean, is that any better? Like what? The, but the other example I can think of is is from one of my favorite TV shows of all time hmm. called Friends, right. uh, which maybe some people have heard of. I think it, it had a little bit of a successful run at, at one point. Yeah, some, um, in some places, yeah. yeah. I, I think I might have seen you, one you of may those. Have seen yeah, it, I think yeah. so, yeah. Uh, but Joey, the actor, at, in one episode, he's hired to be Al Pacino's butt double. So there's a, there's a scene where I'll, you know there's like a shower scene in a movie, okay. and and Joey is playing Al Pacino's ass. Sure. But basically, uh, what ends up happening is is he gets fired because he's he's acting too much. Oh. He's acting too much with his butt, and it's this whole kind of funny like he's like flex, he's like clenching it, he's doing all this kind of like, you know, and they're like, nah, cut. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, you know. I'm, I'm showering, you know. I, I I figure at this point in the movie, oh, maybe it's not Al Pacino. It might be Bruce Willis or something. Uh, but he's like, I, I figure at this point in the film, the character's really, you know, he's he's emotionally distraught, and so you know, his butt would be doing this as a result. And they're like, well, no, go go home, get out of here. So eventually, <laughs> he doesn't end up being in the film. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that would, I guess, that would be the question: is is in the Mila Kunis uh, example, mm-hmm. if it's not. If it like what do you do you see a merit to that? Like, what is the merit in in having your face on there, mm-hmm. uh, but having some other like is that is that not thinking your own body is adequate enough to shoot the scene, or or are you somehow like are they protecting themselves by by making it l- very convincing that it's their body, but it turns out it's photoshopped and it's not actually their body? How does that? I think it's probably a, a number of things. Uh, somehow there is a uh, there, there's a power in having pictures of somebody nude. Okay, I, you know if somebody has pictures of you naked, they can somehow blackmail you, and, and if you become famous, then maybe you'll fight to not have it released or pay money. Uh, unless you don't care, the ones who don't care are actually the ones who retain the power. Right. You know, say go for it. Here's some more pictures if you want, mm-hmm. and then there's no there's no power. But there is this perception that if I have a nude picture of you, I have power. So I guess there's there's plausible deniability. You can say no, it wasn't me. It's a it's somebody else's body, and therefore you don't actually have own my imagery. You can't. You're not really looking at me. And in our society, that has some meaning, I guess. Um, there's I think there's also the idea that to do a nude scene. In a movie set, I'm sure everybody's completely dressed. There's probably a lot of people around. They have intimacy managers or coaches now. I was just reading about that for to ensure that people are comfortable, for example. Hmm. So there is, um, 
it is on it can be uncomfortable in a situation where you feel vulnerable because you're nude and everybody else is dressed it's not a naturist nudist environment with about equality it's actually kind of the opposite going on i think i would find that pretty if i were on a film set and uh and there's you know like 30 people there's like gaffers and there's a director and there's a, a a lighting guy and there's the guy serving the little finger sandwiches and there's you know whatever like this is a full there's a full set there's a lot of people there yeah right uh you know and it's it's day number 37 and it's my big nude scene day and and you know everyone's there gathered around i think i can picture that i can picture feeling a little you know mm-hmm. like everyone there, like there'd be know, some I, vulnerability because it's it's a it's a not, it's a unilateral situation like like you're saying it's not just everyone unclothed yeah. it's one specific and then there's 72 other people watching right? right and i'm sure the the body shame that you mentioned as well is probably part of it as well sure mm. so 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 but fundamentally what you're saying is the fact that i have all these nude photos of pete i i don't actually have any power over him that's <laughs> No, no, exactly. Un- unless I can, like, how much Pete? Well, how- it is if he lets you. Right. See, that's the thing. The way the power is, uh, there was a thing just a, a few months ago where somebody, uh, some, uh, I think she was a model or something. Anyway, she accidentally put, uh, showed her breast in a live feed, and then she deleted it. But somebody took a screenshot because once really yeah, quick. it takes like half a and second. And then right. the guy threatened uh, threatened her on Twitter, and she posted the picture. And said, "Piss off!" Right there goes uh, all the power. And right. so she kept the power by not caring. So it's 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 in your head. <laughs> but so it's it's like bullies. If somebody bullies you, it only works if you care that they're making fun of you about whatever it is. This raises so how much? Well, no, this raises a question, Brie. Where are, do you have like a camera set up in my room or something? Because this raises so many questions now. <laughs> I think the o- I think the only question it raises is how much will you pay to keep a picture of your butt <laughs> off the internet, Pete? Oh man, let me go count my pennies and I'll get back to you. Okay, sounds good. So um, I was just going to tell you one more story. Is a, a, a few years ago, often well, people need nude people for a film shoot in Toronto, I've become a person they call. I'm like the unofficial nude casting agent guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, Kim Cattrall had a TV show that lasted a couple seasons, I think, called Sensitive Skin. Hmm. Okay. And they were, it was shot in Toronto. It was supposed to be Toronto and she lived on Toronto Island. And she, as part of one of the the things she stumbles, they accidentally walked onto the nude beach, which in Toronto is Hanlon's Points, really is there on the Toronto Island. And so they needed people to uh, just be laying out on the beach, like a whole bunch of people regularly, which is hard to cast, right? If you want extras that are willing to be nude, and then you have to pay them extra money. And so they call and say, can you get a bunch of people? We said, oh yeah, sure, we get a few a few bucks. We get to spend a day in, on the beach, have fun, be in a movie shoot, what the heck? So we, we found a dozen people that were willing to do it. And so we go down there, it's a union shoot. So they tell us to lay out, we lay out, they shoot, and then, they stop and then there's like some kerfuffle or whatever because the union rep says we have to put on clothes. <laughs> and so the producer says, well, they say, they think, you know, the rules are in between shoots, you're supposed to put stuff on, it's for the, your protection. I said, yeah, but we don't want to. Like, it's a nice sunny day, we're not putting clothes on. And then one person says, if I have to put clothes on, I'm leaving. And like, so it was, there was a whole little hub hub hmm. uh, about it and then finally, somehow the union person disappeared because <laughs> we didn't need the protection right, right. and it, but it, it they've made all these rules hmm. 
So, you know, the rule is you have to put on a bathrobe in between the sets so that you don't feel pressure to keep it off or whatever, right? Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, it's a fast, the whole nudity thing is a fascinating thing when it comes to human behavior. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, what do you got for us, Pete? Um, well, um, I guess, Stefan, how would you describe the current state of nudity in, um, I guess, Hollywood film or mainstream media? In, in its use well um, I, I'm actually very sensitive to it because uh, I, I see nudity differently I, it's not something uh, when it's the nudity is missing to me it always seems really weird so you know two guy, two people meet in a bar and they end up sleeping together and you see them get up in the morning and they get out of bed and they're wearing their underwear like who does that <laughs> Like, you know, why would you keep all your clothes on while you're having sexual relations? Like, it doesn't make, it's weird when it happens. Um, and in a way, we have less, we, in a way we have more nudity, and in a way we have less. Like, nudity on television now, Game of Thrones, it's like, you know, the naked violent show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very easy to find nudity. It's not nearly as taboo in lots of ways. But where the nudity in some ways was more natural almost when you go back to the films of the 70s you would have never seen fully clothed people uh in a sexual situation in bed because that's not how it would be right. and you might have but it tended to be also a little exploitive right it was the woman getting out of bed fully nude to walk to put her clothes on so there was a bit of an exploitive angle and so perhaps that's why it's gone away um because of the internet because of the trading in nudity because of the whole idea of what pornography is i think it's become more controlled and that's why you know you have anti-nudity clauses whereas it was never an issue the director said you got to be nude you're nude and no nobody ever even argued it so it it kind of goes both ways what we still don't have is very much non-sexual nudity you would have a hard time finding nudity in any film or television that is not really in a sexual context or for the purpose of the of a voyeur kind of thing for the audience right i and i guess i can yeah like i can think of a couple of films um where maybe uh maybe two of the main characters go you know they're at a a a party and they uh they sneak off and they go skinny dipping um, and maybe maybe you see her topless or you you see their butts or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's always you know even if they're not engaging in any sort of sexual act, it's always two people that are kind of like it's it's a it's a deal that the two of them are naked together because they're you know they're they're not dating yet but they want to be or he likes her or she likes him. So there's there's still always kind of an angle to it, mm-hmm. right? Right. So you're saying like the majority of the time there's some type of undertone, whether it's like a, like obvious sexual undertones or like kind of under the radar. That's kind of what you're saying, thinking. Uh, you're asking me? Yeah. Or, well, or no, both. I that's. Yeah. I, I think if you look at anybody showering, mm-hmm. they never shower like you and I shower. <laughs> like the, the, the right. camera is kind of, you know this steam and you're seeing them at the, all the right angles and stuff like that. You know, mm. there's none of this, like I'm just bending over to pick up my shampoo bottle or I'm just like, you know, washing my armpits. Right. It's not, it's just 
every it, it it just it looks like a fantasy it, right. it never looks like real life right. how often do you see somebody just sitting on a toilet it happens but it's rare right yeah i i, um, I tend to agree. i can think of like one or two small examples that contradict that but i'd say that 99 of the examples of nudity in film you're you're right yeah and it happens but it's rare like, and I, yeah. locker room scenes everything whenever these things happen where nudity is supposed to be normal right uh d- or it doesn't exist where it should, you know, a mm. doctor's office or right. things like that. Right. And it, it, it's 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 a weird. So like, who goes skinny dipping with their clothes on? Right. Mm. You know. Yeah. And, and you see that, and it just, I, I, it always throws me out of the movie when I see it because I, I, I don't know, I'm more sensitive to it, I guess. Mm. And and it 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 also seems uh, like anytime you do see it, uh, it's it's the prettiest airbrushed incredible bodies that you'd ever yeah you know like uh, you don't often see an older person mm-hmm. or a plus-sized person uh doing it, it, it oh, it's yeah. these these super thin uh you know they eat four four carbs a day and that's how they <laughs> right. stay in the shape that they're in uh which i'm yeah. still working on and they yeah. wake up in the morning with their makeup on right oh yeah like yeah. really Wait, and you, their hair done they, people and, don't do that well, maybe you do. No, no. <laughs> I go, I go through so many pillows because of my lipstick. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I need to spring for the more expensive stuff. Um, so that's that's the current state of nudity. Mm. Um, historically, like how has like like because you've said sens- censorship plays a role mm-hmm. um, in nudity for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's kind of the history of that? Like when did you know? And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But like. When did we first start? Like I've I've seen old silent films that have nudity in them. So the idea of nudity in film is not a new concept. Mm. Um, and so so what? Like are are there different eras of censorship that we've gone through? How does that how does that look? Yeah. Well, first you have to. We're so used to the availability of everything now. You have to sort of think back of how things used to be. So for all of mankind. We have been, we were obviously always been sexual creatures, or there wouldn't be many of us left. And so the idea of seeing sexuality, which is closely tied to nudity, has been common. You know, Victorian times, they were, you know, whatever technology was, whether if you were carving it in the stone, somebody's carved some phallus or some sort of. Uh, sexual things like you go back you go to Pompeii and there's drawings uh, of uh, male genitalia on the walls that people have found as graffiti uh, in the Victorian area before pictures well I guess they were pictures but you had you know the stereoscope and there was nudity there was pornography essentially that way so pornography nudity same thing right in most cases and just non-sexual nudity was not something that people were spending a lot of time and money to do so imagine before the internet Imagine going back to the early 20th century and there's no television per se. Uh, even when television comes, you're certainly not seeing nudity. So, <coughs> sorry about that. So if you are looking for the titillation, you went to a movie. If you wanted a visual, it was a movie, unless you bought a magazine. But moving pictures, you had to go to a movie theater. So the moment movie theaters came out, pornography came out, and there was people willing to pay to see flesh because it was sexual and it was something you didn't see. Part of it is a, is a an availability thing, right? As long as everybody's hiding, everybody wants to see it. And so people were trying to do that 
early on with movies and then people who were had the morality police whoever that is said whoa hang on a second this isn't right and so some attempts to control it came in but there were still people doing it so then it was being done in the dark if you will and then the way uh we'll talk about naturism and nudism in a little bit but most people have an idea what nudism is about when that came in and that was an early 20th century thing too that was about normalizing nudity and a non-sexual aspect they were trying to do movies and uh, they did movies which were censored because that was the whole idea that's how you, def- you you were not getting hardcore sex unless you had some really really you know dark back alley corner place you may have gotten a film that was actual hardcore sexuality mostly sexuality was just nudity so any kind of nudism type of film would be nudity and then several of these cases went to court and uh, in the United States, particularly where a lot of the movies are made anyway, um, the courts eventually said, hey, this is actually free speech. There is a message here and nudity is the message and therefore it's OK. Right. I watched a documentary on this would be like in the 70s that we're talking about. The first cases were in the late 40s and 50s. OK, so, yeah, so I watched a documentary on a movie called... Um, uh, da, 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 deep throat. I think, oh yes, which was it made. I think ended that was up pornog- in the, yeah, okay, that was, but, but that was pornographic in a much harder, more right, hardcore okay. way. But yes, but absolutely. ended ended up in the court system and As was well. this whole big you know, free speech. Uh, yes, sure, absolutely. Okay, because you could, and it's a valid argument. But part of it is that kind of argument washed in the seventies. But the idea that courts rule exactly the same way is not true. It's partially based on what society can can tolerate. Um, and they could tolerate nudity, but in the 50s, they would have never tolerated actual uh, sexuality because that would have been hardcore and totally inappropriate at that time. But by the 70s, it was more comfortable, and that's why that ruling came through. So, But with the ruling that nudity and nudist movies came in, that opened the door to all kinds of legal, soft, what we now call softcore pornography, right? And so you get now a whole raft of movies coming out. And as long as they appear to be documentary-like, and they're ridiculous, they're, they're funny, funny to watch because they, are, they have this narrator, you know, like uh, a, a nature film, you know, the, here's the nudist in their natural environment throwing the balls between each other. They are bouncing because they are happy. You know, you, you just get this ridiculous narration in order to try to get past a censor to say this is actually a, th- a thing. And most of those, Doris Wishman, I don't know if you guys know of her, she did a lot of exploiting, exploitive, nudie cutie, as they were called, uh, movies at the time. And a lot of them were nudist in genre until it became acceptable to do just nudity without the nudist aspect. Uh, she was she did a bunch of those and it's it's that's where nudity really entered the mainstream movies and they you know they had they had high ratings but they could be shown in mainstream movies pete is it just me or are you are you like i'm with that last comment i'm picturing like a steve Irwin style commentary (laughs) yes like yes like oh crikey look at the look at the naked people and their natural habitat and like yeah (laughs) so it's it's so uh, it's ironic that the nudist and naturist in an attempt to show that you could have nudity in a very wholesome family-oriented non-sexual manner and that was good for you and all that stuff that the arguments about that the movement's about they open the door for the exact opposite 
the exploitation of the human body in a more intense form and the the sexualization of the human body which is the exact opposite argument and and you have people pretending to be naturists and nudists in order to make those movies and pretending that's what they're about except we all know it wasn't right hmm. okay hmm. what are your thoughts Pete? what do you got there um so i guess i think you've maybe alluded to it but you could elaborate a bit more how do you think nudity should be used in film if at all but yeah well uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question i mean if, if you ask me as a naturist i think uh, nudity should be a non-issue it should be uh you know when it's appropriate you don't wear clothes like why do you why does anybody wear clothes for swimming but that's not reflective of culture mm. um but I would, I would like to, personally, I would like to see uh, real nudity in media. Uh, and, and that's what we were talking about earlier, where it's not just uh, for the purpose of a, a voyeuristic or exhibitionist, right? Because what you're, you get mostly with nudity, it's, it's an exhibitionist aspect for the, the star that is doing it, the, the actor, and it's a voyeuristic for the audience because right. the audience is clothed and they're looking at nudity, which they're not used to. Um, and as a result, it's always filmed in a certain way. It's always positioned in a certain way. And, and there are exceptions, and I love those when there's, there's ex exceptions happen. But it's, it's you know, uh, Girls was my favorite. You know, uh, if you saw that, I don't know if you, did you see that TV series? No. no did I you, Pete? No, no. Well, in that, you know, people are nude and they're just, you know, they're not, perfect bodies and they're just kind of flopping around and sitting down naked the way you might sit naked on the couch if you were by yourself hmm. and it it, it 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 handled nudity in a very good way that way hmm. Hmm. that's yeah no that's interesting and i think that like uh like if it, it needs to it needs to be i would say in in my opinion like nudity makes sense in film if it makes sense from a story standpoint right i always right. say that about everything yep. right like someone will ask me well what do you think about like even things that are are are, are um non-arguably offensive right right or like someone says um um sexual assault i don't think they should depict sexual assault in, in films and i go well but if it if it's serving the, a storytelling purpose, mm. right? You, you know, and so then the opposite of that would be, yeah, would be, oh, the headlines or Jennifer Lawrence shows her breasts in the new, new, and then, then people flock out to the, and they don't care what the plot of the film is. Mm -hmm. They're flocking out to see this because, wow, you get to, you, know, you get a glimpse at, at Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Right. right. And, all, and, and so all of this stuff. So I, I guess I can see, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you share this sentiment, Pete, mm -hmm. but yeah, my, my thought would be, I'm, I've always said I'm for absolutely anything in film if it's handled tactfully and uh, makes sense for the story. If, if, if you're putting it in there um, just for this kind of wow, mm. per, you know, yeah. if, if you're trying to create some sort, sort of um, over the top um, spectacle, mm -hmm. Right, and you're hoping that that's going to get my button to the the theater seat as a result. Then that you know, if I pick up on that, that's that's very off-putting. Right. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I completely agree because there's that eight old age old adage of sex sells, and that's one of the main you know why, reasons of pushing the envelope. That if they say X Y Z actors in this movie and topless, 
that can maybe lead to more ticket sales regardless of the plot and and i'm in complete agreement like i don't like if i don't i'm not opposed to nudity in film if it's not misplaced and if it has a purpose i'm not a fan of kind of inaccurate or fantastical romantic gestures or sexuality just for the sake of it i'm more if it's used in a way for storytelling or furthering the plot or just telling human experiences yeah like like in titanic like the famous nude scene in titanic to me doesn't really need to be in there but and the example that i kept thinking of um when we've been talking is Schindler's List. There's a lot of nudity in this movie, but completely just not sexual in any way, shape or form because it's conveying a human story and just human experiences. And unfortunately, in that specific case, as horrific as it was, it was conveying a point and it had a purpose and it wasn't just kind of slapped in to add add some people at the box office. I mean, something I think that's interesting, though, like with the Titanic, like I, I, I love Titanic. I, and I do, too. Um, yeah, for sure. And, 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 and we still need to, we're going to do an episode on Titanic. But oh, I've, yeah. I've gone on record several times saying I, Titanic isn't my favorite movie. Sure. But <laughs> I would say if you take into, if you take the story, the foreshadow, like how the story is written, right. and from a, a, a movie-making standpoint, the, the technical achievements, the visual effects achievements mm. um of what they did it i i think it makes the top three it's not my top three favorite films hmm. but i think it's one of the top three best films ever made hmm. um, well. and so anyways but i but i would say like um you know you talk about the schindler's list nudity not being sexualized mm-hmm. um but i i you know something an interesting aspect from the titanic standpoint mm is yes, there's there's the scene where you see Rose, uh, I think you see like the top half of her butt and her breasts, sure. right? That's that's kind of, I don't think you see much else. Sure. Um, but she's kind of, you know, she's sprawled out on the couch and he, and he, he, he draws her. Mm. Um, but, you know, like five minutes later in the film, they have sex in the back of the car down in the cargo hold mm. and you don't see any nudity there. Hmm. Um, so I, you know, so I would argue, I would say, I do think they were pretty tactful as far as, you know, um, like I, I do think, I do think Rose, like her gesture, you know, in her mind, there's a sexual overtone in that scene for sure. Sure. That's, I really like this guy. I'm going to take, you know, there's, I'm going to create this situation where I take my clothes off in front of him. Mm. Uh, and, and it's going to kind of, um. You know, it's gonna kind of set the tone. It's gonna turn the notch up on 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 what's going on here for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's that's that's an, an interesting observation. Mm-hmm. Well, but there's the uh, it's you say you're okay with nudity when it furthers the plot or it fits in. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that nudity is avoided. Like hmm. you're getting there are scenes, you know, restaurant scenes happen all the time. There's all kinds of scenes that happen all the time. Mm. Nudity, I think, is specifically avoided. Hmm. Whether it 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 could be in a movie, it, if it meant nothing, it would probably show up more often. 
but it because it means something because it's difficult to get the actors to agree to do it mm -hmm. because it affects your rating whatever the reason is there's a lot of reasons why nudity is not included in film hmm. sexuality is usually the reason that it is included but you know just sitting on the couch naked watching tv people do that having breakfast naked watching you know people do that having a normal shower not a sensual shower people do that every day those scenes don't show up or are shot in a way that you don't have to see the nudity because that's makes it easier for everybody or it's awkward or whatever the reason is mm. right um true but when it's included it's it can be really interesting uh starship trooper have you guys seen that one i have no yeah. no so in Starship Trooper, there is a scene because gender is kind of irrelevant at that point, I guess, and they're all soldiers together going to fight the bugs on the planet. Yeah, it's a futuristic yeah. space. Okay. Um, they all shower together. Mm. And they're just showering like a bunch of guys would shower in a room, in a, in a common shower together. And I mean a bunch of guys because women, even when I was young, uh, had stalls, didn't do the group shower thing. In fact, very few guys do group shower thing anymore. But it, they are just showering and they're just talking and they're just talking about life and they're, you know, th there's nothing to, they're all nude and there's nothing to it because of course you're nude when you're showering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff, um, does it add to the plot? I don't know. It adds an interesting twist to it. It sure. makes a statement in that case about the relationship between men and women and, and their role in society. Hmm. But does it have to? Right. Is every time they have a conversation in a restaurant, does a restaurant mean something or are they just in a restaurant? Right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, maybe I'm the outlier here because all of my showers are sensual showers. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, the, the, you know, life, what's the saying? Life is a, is a play and the world is your stage or something. Mm. Uh, so you, I, why you film them all? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I just, you know, but I, but the mirror's there across from that. I can see myself. Anyways. I'm a, um, I'm a bit of an so outlier too because I only bathe once a year. And it's right. it's ah, literally yes. like a wash tub on my back porch. It's like not even oh, okay. a shower. So yeah, yeah, it takes forever to boil that water. Tell me that's, about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's a bugger. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned you talk about rating um, and nudity affecting rating, um, which yeah, we've all seen. Um, you know, the the following program may conclude, mm. which is this. I guess this is more of a television warning. Yes. Uh, but the following program may contain scenes of uh, violence, coarse language, nudity, and sexual content. Fewer right. discretion is advised. Um, I think my question is, um, the question is twofold. Question number one, is there significance to, like, you've, you've already um, pointed out the difference in ratings when it comes to nudity and male nudity. Uh, but nudity and, and sexual content are also always listed separately. Um, whereas, you know, or, or a lot of the time, yeah. nudity and sexual content, like if you go to IMDb and you look at the, the yes. parental rating yes. for a film, uh, it'll have nudity, you know, the, the thing is nudity and sexual content. Um, or, or it'll talk about, it'll describe a scene and it will say um, the, two, the two characters engage in, in sex uh, but nothing is shown. You, yes. don't, you don't see anything. Because yeah, yeah. Um, you can have sexual content without nudity. Right. right. Um, mm -hmm. And and so it's it's. But yeah, the more it seems, the more nudity you have in a film, that the higher rating you get. Not like a you know ten stars out of ten. No, it's no. like so you it, go you go from from G to PG thirteen or to PG to PG thirteen to R to the dreaded NC seventeen. 
um, which for those who don't know, if your film gets an NC-17, no movie theater is going to play it. Right. Um, basically, it, it can be released. And, and often you'll see films that get an NC-17 and they go back and they re-edit it. And, and or they'll reshoot, reshoot some scenes in order to get down to an R rating so that their movie can have a, a, a major theatrical release. Because if, if your movie doesn't make it into the theaters, you're not going to make your money back on, right. your, on your movie, right? Mm. Um, yep. so, so the question is kind of, um, is, is, is that system sensible or is that system messed up in the sense that is nudity in film um something that requires viewer discretion is it is it something that uh, you know um should should we fast forward the through the nudity scene in titanic when we're watching it with our children um or or is that should that not be a big deal well obviously i don't think nudity in itself is a big deal i mean that Bear Oaks, there's lots and lots of children running around seeing naked people all the time, and they're n- naked themselves. So it, in a naturist environment, it's not an issue. And But of course, the movies are for mainstream, and it is reflective of how society feels. So that society freaks out at nudity and can't see it generally as anything but sexual. So the fact that the two are never separate, it's upsetting to us because as a naturist parent, it's very difficult to separate the two. And I... Don't know how often you see nudity without the sexual warning, right? Uh, and and it's interesting because it's so cultural. So culturally, it's appropriate because that's what society currently feels and believes, and I'm okay with that. Um, but so in Quebec, back in the days when we were renting things, uh, renting movies, and we, my wife and I were laughing because we're looking at the back, and it would say something like. Uh, you know, Ontario R or Quebec PG. Oh, wow. It was always like one rating lower in Quebec. Hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. So their standards were different because it's cultural. Which which uh, is that that's maybe like um, stronger ties to, to the European culture or? Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent. It's okay. slightly more liberal, different attitude towards nudity and body image and, and sexuality as well sure. as to what's appropriate. I mean... Should children, I'm not talking about porn, but if children see sexuality, um, is that a bad thing? Or is that something for you to have a discussion as a parent as to what it means? Right. Like, you know, there's different arguments as to when you should start speaking to your children about sexuality and what it is. Oh, that's a whole can of words. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some people think earlier is better and some people think later is better. And, mm. But in Canada, uh, movie ratings are provincial. Hmm. Uh, whereas in the U.S. you have the MPAA, which does it for the entire country, okay. and so there was a there was a very clear difference between Ontario ratings and Quebec ratings. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, now we we have a bit of a tradition on this show, and and Pete and I haven't really discussed this whether Pete's prepared anything for this or mm. not. Um, typically, Pete uh, graces oh, me. Yeah. No. And and. No, you don't have anything. Sorry, no. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to. Oh my yeah. goodness! That's yeah. Sorry, Stefan. Usually well, we have well, trivia, so no, and I didn't. Normally we do yeah. trivia. Trivia. Oh yeah. Hmm. Sorry about that. That's uh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions for Stefan? Um, did 
I'm, I, I do have some, but I'm wondering if we'd leave them for the bonus episode. Do we, do we talk about them in the bonus episode? Yeah. The one question that I would have then, um, just to give some context mm. uh, briefly, is uh, several times you've mentioned, so you, you like we've talked about um, nudists, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, but you've used, you've used the term naturism several times. Yes. What, is that, is that an interchangeable term? It depends who you ask. Uh, okay. I, so I prefer naturist because, um, as strange as it might sound, this is not about nudity. Uh, it's a, the nudity is a tool to help people, uh, accept who they are, show respect towards other by presenting their true authentic self and living a more natural life. Um, but nudist is the most common term used, particularly in the U.S. and in some other countries around the world. Uh, whereas in Europe, naturist is by far the most common term. So I, I think naturist makes more sense because it t- de-emphasizes the nudity, which obviously is very salient. The idea of running around naked is what shocks people. But once you, it doesn't take long before you're used to it, so it's not a big deal. So I prefer naturist because it's about living, being our more natural self and living a more natural life, which doesn't mean you live in the woods and sleep on a bed of leaves. It just means that you're more in touch with your body and who you are and how it, what it is in relation to others. Um, but nudist, uh, and it's, I, I could give you a one-hour lecture on where that term came from and why it caught up in the U.S., but I'll just make it brief by saying I believe it's mostly because of one book uh, written by Dr. Maurice Parmalee, which was very first published in 1927 and was very, very popular in North America about uh, the philosophy behind the movement right through the 50s. And he used the term nudist. Right, okay. Whereas French people and uh, France became a, a center for, na- for vacationing, used the term naturist, and that spread to Europe. So okay. you, you hmm. have the two terms. Okay. They can mean the same or they can mean something different. If you say sure. nudist in Europe, it's almost like a slight. Right. Uh, uh, and if you say naturist in the U.S., it means more like beach people, hippie kind of people. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and and we'll, like for anyone who's, who's interested in uh, the more information about that uh, or more information um, about uh, naturism in film, and uh, like naturist films in general, we're going to go into a little bit more detail um, in our bonus episode. Um, but just just briefly, um, is is because I assume there are naturist films. Yes, there are um, some genuine. There's a lot of films pretending to be naturist, as we said. Oh, okay. So then that's yeah. The question would be like, is is naturism um, adequately represented in film, um, or or you know, no, no, it's not really. I mean, no. when it's represented in mainstream films, it's generally for the purpose of comedy. Sure, mm. Peter Sellers and Pink Panther, for example. Have right. you guys seen that one? Mm. Yeah. Um, or for sexual purposes, you know, uh, for exploitive purposes. Right. Um, there's a few exceptions, but it's rare. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's rare, and because uh, it's problematic. But yeah, people. Film is a way to communicate, and there are they have been naturists or nudists that have been making films for a while. Uh, there's not a ton of them, but the first one goes way back to the 30s. It was called oh, wow. uh, Unashamed. Okay. Um, I think you might be able to find it online. It's all black and white and uh, kind of funny to, to watch. Okay. Um, and it was shot at a naturist park, but it was quickly picked up by distributors 
who knew they were going to make a lot of money selling it to movie theaters that appeal to uh, it's uh, a peep men show. in yeah men in trench coats. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, okay. Uh, well, so Pete and I um, we do a, a sort of a regular segment as kind of you know the way we end our show here mm. uh, is we we talk about what each other watched this mm. week. Um, and then we make a film recommendation to uh, the other person. Um, and so I understand that you have a film recommendation for us. Um, so what we'll do is we'll we'll do that portion. We'll ask you, you know, maybe you watch some movies this sure. week. Uh, and then and in addition to Pete and I, this is going to be a heavy movie week. <laughs> in addition to Pete and I uh, recommending films to each other, we'll also get a recommendation uh, from Stefan. Uh, so what'd you watch this week, Pete? Uh, so I watched your recommendation of, was it The Pill or Pill? Uh, I think it was uh, the, the Pill. pill. Yeah. The um, pill. It was actually, I, I want to make this distinction. I don't know if I, I, I don't th- think I was in the space to fully appreciate or enjoy it. So I'm not going to okay. say I enjoyed it, but I was able to appreciate th- like that it was a decent movie actually. Um, I, I, like there was just certain like cut scenes or even just like the way they'd progress something in a scene where like, I'd kind of like slowly be inching myself closer and closer in the screen because like there's certain by the nature of the movie being the morning after pill, you know, certain events are going to happen, but then it would detour out of the way. And then I'm wondering why, but what's going to happen. So my point is there were some certain cut scenes and even the character development actually was really good. So there was like elements to this movie that I think it's a good movie. I just wasn't quite in the headspace for it, but it was overall good. And and yeah, being, being a low budget, um, character story driven in movie. Yeah. It it, it doesn't, you know, the, uh, if, if you were, if you were playing a drinking game, Mm. watching this movie where every time there's an explosion, you take a shot (laughs) You would find yourself disappointingly sober right. at the end of this right. film. It's 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 not that kind of yeah. movie. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, no, for a low budget film, like it's very it's it, it holds its own, and not for everyone. Like it makes it makes light of certain situations, Correct. and yeah. uh, he's he's certainly a questionable character um, yeah. from this. And he I think kind of comes around, yeah. but yeah. yeah, and I think that's what it boils down to: just the subject matter. Not everyone's going to be in the mood for no. that specific thing, but. No. Okay. Yeah. What else you watch? Uh, the only other thing I watched after we... So we had that episode where we talked about the top um, 100 movies of the 2010s based off IGN. Yeah. Ever since we went through that list, I've been re-watching some of the ones that were on that list that I also appreciated. I really hope you're so going to say only- Paddington 2. I hope so bad that you're going to say <laughs> Paddington 2. Because the fact that no. that's... I'm still no. beside myself. That of, of the last decade, oh. Paddington 2 made the yeah. top 100 what you know heck? i feel like we we need to rev- i think we just need to actually review the movie and either one of two things happens one's one it's a great movie and we review it and we just share it with the world or two we'll just have a good time ripping it up and saying what was it doing on this list right yeah yeah, yeah. uh so the only other movie i watched this week is my recommendation for you it's a ben affleck movie gone girl okay yeah i haven't seen um, it it's been on my list yeah and yeah. so, so nothing, nothing really to say. Just watch the movie, enjoy the ride, and let me know what you think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, how about yourself? I watched two films this week. Uh, cool. I watched your recommendation, which was Get Out. Um, right. Oh, I love that one. And it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. I, I 
I I think I feel the same way about this movie that you felt about Joker. Right. Uh, I right. I loved yeah. Joker. Mm-hmm. And you acknowledged that it was a great film. Yep. But you're like, yep. ah, I might not watch it again. Like I, you know, right. I just felt yep. really uncomfortable and I might not watch it again. Uh, and I, mm. and, and I don't like, I don't think I'm as in that headspace about get out as you were about Joker, but I definitely sure. echo some of that, that feeling, right. That I, right. I think this movie is masterfully made, but right. Yep. It's, it's, you know, like I can watch creepy. I can watch stuff where it's like, you know, the, the, the Ouija board and then the, you know, your pillow wraps around your head and your sleep and suffocates you and you don't know what's happening. And, you right. know, and grandma comes out of the fridge, but grandma's been dead for 30 years. So it's, you know, um, and that stuff, you know, it's, it's creepy, but it's, you know, it's, it's whatever. I think, you know, the subtitle or the, the, the real merit of get out is it shows you how scary other people, people like actual people can be right Mm, this isn't some sort of demonic supernatural situation this is just awful people and and it's an extreme um Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't say there were any moments in this movie where i went okay well it was it was plausible up until this point like you end the movie going oh gosh Mm. like you know, right. there's maybe this doesn't actually happen very often, but sure. there's probably more people than we'd like to admit who maybe have this mentality uh, sure. and, and, and would have watched the film and went, I I don't see what the issue is. Right. So like yeah. it's yeah, right. it was right. it's similar. And I know you haven't seen this movie yet, Pete. Uh, it's similar mm-hmm. to uh, the remake of It. The Stephen King's oh. It. So Pennywise mm-hmm. in that film is supposed to be the big scary thing right sure um for me oftentimes i found that that fell kind of flat um i love the movie i think the character development's great but i was never really terrified by pennywise however at their school there's a bully um who you know when when pennywise isn't around this bully's kind of the guy who's traumatizing the children this guy is 10 times scarier just because he's such a vicious asshole. He's oh. like, he's 10 times more scary than Pennywise actually is. And, and, and I was feeling that watching Get Out. I was feeling this like, I'm, I, you know, I'm scared because these are people. Like, you know, this right. is just genuine. Right. It's like misery. It's, it's part of what makes the movie yep. Misery so wonderful is that you yep. watch it and you go, holy crap, that could happen. Like that's, you know, that's a, that's a legitimate scenario. Um, It's scarier because it's based in reality. Yeah, for sure. So I enjoyed it. Um, It's not going to, it's not a movie I'm going to watch every Christmas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would be weirdly inappropriate. Uh, The other film I watched, um, because I get on a kick, you know this about me. So I, oh yeah, I, I, I. I don't know if this is a positive thing about me or if it's a negative thing, but I get on these these kicks where I must complete something. I must see something all the way through. I can't jump into the right. middle of something um, sure. and go, oh yeah, well, I got you know I got bits and pieces, but I'm missing information. I need the whole story. Tell me tell me all of it. Um, right. Which is why you know it 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 seems like so. I've never seen any James Bond films. Uh, mm. And it seems like based on a Facebook vote, I am going to be systematically <laughs> working through all 27,000 James Bond films, right. um, yep. e- e- even though you don't have to. Like, I understand mm. that they're kind mm. of standalone stories and it's not a big deal if you, mi- I, I 
my mind just can't do it. Um, yep. So having just reviewed the 1984 film Ghostbusters, oh. my girlfriend and I the next evening uh, watched nice. Ghostbusters 2. Um, cool. And so that's my recommendation to you. Um, okay. I know that you you didn't dislike Ghostbusters. Um, oh, not at all, no. But having been your first viewing, there was a lot sort of riding on your, um, mm-hmm. you know, your your take on it. And you yep. were you weren't wowed by it. You weren't blown away and and in love with Ghostbusters the way I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. hoping and, and kind of expecting you would be. Um, yeah. And I don't think the sequel is going to change that. Um, okay. But I, I I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so my recommendation sure. to you is to watch the second Ghostbusters. Sure. Stefan. Actually, can I? Sorry, I'm yeah. not trying to make this about me. There's actually usually I only watch like one one movie a week, but I actually forgot I watched a different movie as well. Holy cow! Tonight. Okay, hit yeah. me with it. Uh, so I'm hoping it's, it's I'm movie. hoping it's some like big crate like you know oh, I forgot I watched <laughs> I watched all three Godfather films and it took like 14 hours of my life. I forgot that. No. But it was a movie I've been waiting literally months to see. I watched the Wilhelm Defoe, uh, Robert Pattinson Lighthouse movie. Watched Lighthouse. How is it? Yeah, um, I you know I would probably put it in the Joker category. I I don't even I don't even want to overuse that statement. I I watched it and it was maybe just a little too artsy fartsy for me. Um, it was very heavy. Um, I was not comfortable throughout the whole movie. Not comfortable. I, yeah. I just I was always expecting something ominous or bad to happen. Okay. And there's just like a lot of it's just very heavy. Like there's a lot of ties to Greek mythology and maybe even like some ties to the rhyme of the ancient mariner, like just with the sea and killing an animal and the bad omens that it brings. But interesting. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this, and this is I think summarizes it. Of this is from the same writer and director of The Witch. Okay. I think if I like if someone was like here's a hundred thousand dollars you have to rewatch one of these films which is it I would probably choose the witch Ooh, okay which which like you know how I don't like scary movies yeah and they're like that is saying something and I'm not sure why I was so uncomfortable in this movie but but I was okay so then and, uh, uh, here's my only question watching sure. watching the lighthouse yep. w- what did this do did it increase or decrease uh, or have zero effect on your mm-hmm. intrigue to seeing Robert Pattinson portray Batman. So I'm going to say it had zero influence just okay. because I think I was like, I am, I was, and am still excited to see him. Sure. I wasn't, I wasn't in the, I was not in the camp of boy, this one trick pony can't do anything else. And right. then watch the lighthouse and realize, Oh, he's actually a good actor. Right. And I, I know there are people like that. Um, so to me, it had no influence and I'm still excited to see okay. him. Would you recommend yeah. the lighthouse to people? I no, eh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. You have to be in a really specific mindset and in a place in your life. And I like, that's why I'm not recommending it to you. Cause well, screw I, you. I'm going to yeah. watch it anyways. <laughs> I, I would be curious. I I would like your opinion, but I'm okay. not going to force you to watch it. All right. Uh, yeah. Stefan, did you, have you watched any movie? You're a busy guy. Did you watch any movies this week? I, I did. Well, so I was th- I was thinking about that as you guys were talking. Okay. I, I didn't watch a, an actual movie, but I'm going to argue that this was a six-hour movie. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I watched Chernobyl. 
Oh, yes, yes. Ooh. Which is a six-part, uh, six-one-hour right. miniseries, if you will. And seemingly graphically realistic. Like, they, it, it was, they don't hold mm. back. I, I, I couldn't stop. So I really almost watched I watched four hours, and then it was so late that I went to bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the next two hours the next day, I couldn't stop. It was, it was really engrossing uh, for a number hmm. of reasons. I mean, I remember when that happened, but I didn't know the story. Sure. I, I didn't realize how close sure. yep. we came to... An even worse disaster, and oh, wow. how many people died, yeah. and how mm. many people essentially uh, died voluntarily to save others. Wow. It's a, wow. it's a it's a fascinating fascinating story on the real life uh, hmm. a, a real life event, and hmm. and plus I love the Russian uh, well at that time USSR aspect. Okay. I, I've, mm. I've said a few times I miss that as the uh the enemy in modern storytelling because the enemy right now is mm. terrorists right and frankly right. they're not very sophisticated the, right. the whole cold war was a complex intellectual right. almost sort of you know battle of the minds and of of uh, propaganda and that kind of stuff mm. and it makes for much you know a john le Carre novel if you've ever watched those or or one of my favorite movies, Red October, Hunt for yeah. Red October. It's right. it's it's not it's not like you know just shoot him up kind of thing. Sure. And yeah. uh, and I so I really enjoy that whole series for that reason. So yeah. Hunt for Red there's, October. There's something to be said. There's something to be said for the time when the USSR was the zeitgeist of the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just a, and it's 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 an interesting. It's so interesting to go back and uh, visit other periods. Yes, um, and right. put yourself in that yeah. mindset. Um, yeah. Hunt for Red October. This is completely unrelated. Um, but are you? Uh, <laughs> so obviously, Hunt Hunt for Red October is a film that um, revolves around one of the many different uh, um, incarnations of Jack Ryan. Right. Uh, did you? Were you? Did you read the Tom Clancy novels? Have you? Uh, I haven't. I haven't read that one. I've read, okay. I think, one or two a long time ago. Yeah, some of all fears, yep. Patriot games, yeah, stuff when, like that. When I had time in my life to read a lot of books, yeah, uh, which is not it seems recently, but yeah, and Jean Le Carre novels, I always enjoyed those okay. as well because yeah. um, they were complex. Like right. you, you had no idea where they were going, right? Sure. And that's that's the thing about those stories. Cool. Uh, whereas the, the current genre of you know, don't get me wrong, there's some really great movies done about. The battles in Afghanistan and all that stuff. Yeah, but like uh, the Hurt Locker, for example. Okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, but yeah. it's it's more about the human experience. It's not a complex story. Sure. Do Do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. that's that's what I uh, sometimes miss in some of the modern themes, if you will. That's of where, who the enemy is now. But, okay. But the recommendation, of yes. course, for yeah. you guys is going to be yeah. a uh, a nudist movie, and I I went way back. I, I'm, so I'm recommending a movie called Garden of Eden from 1954. Okay. Hmm. And it was probably the most professional uh, movie produced at that time. Okay. Uh, in terms of hmm. there were actual actors and everything else. They were really trying to make a mainstream movie. and But you have to watch it with 1954 in mind. In mind, okay. With all the right. stuff we talked about in terms of... You know the role of people and in society, and how proper and was and what was expected of people, and uh, and censorship, and okay. uh, we talked about right what was acceptable today and what was acceptable then, and how they did this as a result. It 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 
it uh, informs everything you're going to be watching. Sure. And, hmm. you know, are they successful in getting that message across or not? Right. And that's the question. So I'm going to have to give sure. you a copy because I'm sure you won't find it on Netflix. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I happen to have copies of a lot of the old movies Perfect. that I can share with you. Perfect. Okay, sure. so we uh, and we will do that. We'll watch that. Uh, and actually, this Wednesday, we will release uh, our review for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that'll that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, thanks a bunch, everybody. Like, mm, yeah, thank this, you. You know, oh, thank you. It was fun. That's uh, you know, that's, that's that's so nice of you. Yeah, and thanks for <laughs> Stefan for for coming. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you, you very much, Stefan. Thank you again to our sponsor for this episode. Episode. Mm, this episode. episode. Yeah, this episode. Uh, Tim DeArmond, media sales consultant. If you Tim uh, DeArmond, Tim sales DeArmond. media consultant. That's, Wasn't I, don't I think, supposed to? I, yeah, I don't think that was the right spot for that. But uh, oh, okay, <laughs> but it's Sorry. practice makes perfect, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're interested in learning uh, some media sales tips and stuff like that, uh, check out his LinkedIn page down below. He doesn't want anything from you. He doesn't want to sell you anything. Uh, mm. He just posts some stuff that he thinks you'll find interesting, uh, and so you should go check it out. It's not often someone you know is like, hey here's something I would like to give you. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything in return. Right. So yeah. take advantage of this. Yeah. The last time that happened to me, I was on a Greyhound bus and someone gave me a brown paper bag and they said, here, take this. Mm. But that was slightly different and it got me in. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Pete, do you have a shout out for someone? Oh, uh, for the second week in a row. No, I don't. Wow. I have none in mind. That's okay. Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to Emily Eddington, uh, who I think mm. I, I think we've given shout outs to before. Um, right. She's the yes. wonderful, lovely wife of Carl Eastman, who's been on the show That's several right. times. Um, yep. And she um, doesn't listen to the show. Famously, does not listen to our show, <laughs> which is uh, fine. Even, which is even, totally cool. Even though her is totally cool. Um, and yep. the fact that, you know, I, if I were married to Carl and Carl was on the show, I probably wouldn't listen to it either. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, take that for a grain of salt. Anyways, thank you so yep. much for coming and mm-hmm. listening to this. Um, and uh, yeah, until next time. Mm-hmm. So long. <laughs>